We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. <laughs> All right, so we had choices of either love songs to open this segment or breakup songs <laughs> to open this segment. Either one would apply. This is the one that Colin picked. Elton that we're all John to a little bit. Kiki D. Um, <laughs> all right. What is the best age to get married? There is a divorce lawyer based in Boston uh, who puts a lot of this stuff up on TikTok who has had three and a half million views of this video where he says the age at which you shouldn't get married is any time in your 20s. I laugh at what he says later about how <laughs> the first time you should get married is in your 30s. I, I don't know why we have to have the first time in there, but you should get married in your 30s, I think would have been enough. Because he's a divorce lawyer and he wants right. to make sure there's at least some money coming in. <laughs> right. So he says in your 20s, you're still finding yourself. He said during that time, you have no idea what you want in the long term. The person you marry at 21 is a very different person than at age 28. And then he goes on to say, 30s is when you should tie the knot. Uh, okay, I, I I don't agree with his reasoning behind that. Um, I, I think I don't think what changes is them. I think what changes is us. I think when we get married in our 20s, we have no idea what we're looking for. And and that's not on them. I mean, it's, it, people don't change. People don't, mm -hmm. from 21 to 28, people do not no. change. No. So what changes is your expectation of what a marriage is and your expectation of what a partner is supposed to bring to a marriage. But that's you. That's not them. Now, right. I, I don't disagree in principle with what he's saying because I, I mean, I'm sure there are people who got married when they were 18 and stayed together forever and were desperately in love and you know they were were the uh the, like the couple in up okay the, right I'm and we're about to get those calls i'm sure yeah absolutely i'm sure that's happened but overall if if i went down the list of everybody that i knew in high school who got married in their 20s there's one still together one yeah yeah my parents are in that group i mean my parents got married at uh, I think my mom was 22 and my dad was 24, somewhere around there. It was right after he got back from Vietnam. Yeah. And that was true of a lot of people in my family. I don't know if that, you know, more of a generational thing also. 
Here's what I'll say, having never been married, is that I have learned a lot from past relationships and I've learned a lot from the mistakes that I've made. And I am a better partner now than I was in the relationships that I was in in my 20s because I'm just better at it. Hopefully what happens is as you go through breakups and as you go through more relationships, hopefully what happens is you do a bit of introspection and you look at what your role was in that and what can you learn from that. And frankly, that's where therapy doesn't hurt either because that makes you kind of look at that. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm more self-aware now. I know what my triggers are. I know what I need to be aware of and I, I communicate better, all that kind of stuff. I didn't, I was not good at that in my twenties. Not at all. I needed my twenties and thirties to teach me that. Yeah, and and I mean it's also true that you carry baggage from one marriage to another. Also, yes. which which is terrible. And again, that's totally on you. And when I say you, I mean me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. Again, I'm, I will never accuse you of something that I am not guilty of. But yeah, I think that's true. Is that uh, if you get married in your twenties, you get divorced in your thirties. When you're in your forties and you find that person, or in your thirties for that matter, and you find that person that you can. You know that that is the right person for you to stay together with forever. You still have to get rid of all of the stuff that you went through that first time around because you're going to be looking for it, right? Yeah, and even I mean, even the people that have never been married come into it with baggage. We've yeah. all got it. The older the older we get, the more just life experience we gather. I, I am more than willing to admit that in the first couple of years, when when Jen and I were really serious and then got married, there were a couple of times that she looked at me and said, "I'm not her." That that yes. happened. That's a thing, you know. Yes. And and I and I both times I had to stop and go. Wow. Yeah, you're right. I was. I was assuming you would react like she did, and that's totally unfair. But it's hard not to do that. So if you can avoid that baggage altogether by by you know waiting until you really know what you're looking for, then might be the better way to go. Let me go scroll on that for a second. Not and and again, feel free to get in here nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. And I ask in part because of the number of, particularly men that I know, women don't say this as much, but the number of men that I know that got married once, it ended badly, and they swore in 15 different ways they were never going to get married again because mm -hmm. of how burned they were. Sure. And some did and some didn't. You wouldn't believe how many people I know who married the first woman after their divorce either. <laughs> so they say that, and then and then the woman comes along or they don't want to be alone or whatever the thing is, and so they so they move on. So I wonder about that. I also wonder about like, what's the appropriate amount of time, take that however you want, that you should take between one relationship and the next so that you don't have that, so that you're not holding that past burning against your next partner. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's that's tricky, especially I, I think it makes a difference if it's somebody that is brand new to you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That, that you get sure. divorced yeah. and you're back out on the dating scene and then you meet somebody brand new that you've never known before, you know, very little about them and you're just kind of learning that that's different than what we were, which is that Jen and I went to high school together. We, we knew by the time we got married, we had known each other for almost 25 years. Yeah. But did you not need some healing time? I wonder oh, about that. Yeah. Oh, about that healing time definitely. after the past, giving yourself that time and space between one and the next. So that for your next one, you're you're in the right place. Yes. About it. Right. And that's and there was. I mean, that learning curve definitely existed much more for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it worked out better than I ever could have expected. So uh, I, yeah, but I do think that yeah, if you leave a marriage and then all of a sudden you're with somebody brand new, mm -hmm. that that's 
that should take longer. I'm not saying that the, you know, the first person you meet after you get divorced isn't going to be right for you. Maybe they will. Yeah. But I, I think that's, that's, that should be a much longer time of investigating. And I say investigating each other. I don't mean that in the like, gumshoe <laughs> sense. I mean mm-hmm. learning who each other really is. Yeah, it's um, on the dating scene. It's amazing how many people will admit to being newly out of a relationship, but they say, oh, no, but I'm ready. Like, I, you know, I've, I've only been out of this. Re- I'm not yeah. even divorced yet, but I'm ready. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're, you're probably not. You want to think you're ready and you're lonely, yeah. but you're probably not ready. And that is unfair to the people you're going to date until you're actually ready. And so it's a question I ask now, like when was, and I'll answer it too. Like, when was your last relationship and, and how did that end? Because I, maybe it's unfair to kind of put everybody in the same category, but my experience is that there needs to be some time. Yeah, it's funny. I've almost, I've heard that. We'll get to the phones here in just a second because we've got some folks who want to weigh in. But how do you feel in general about this advice of don't get married in your 20s? Because the other thing about that is kids. I mean, having right. kids when you're younger, yeah. which we did, boy, did that work out well because right. they're they're gone earlier and you have the energy to deal with a three-year-old when you're 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's another piece of that puzzle that kind of works into that. Um, but uh, yeah, they I've, I've heard people refer to leaving a long-term relationship, whether it's a marriage or just a, a long-term relationship that didn't have any paper in it, uh, as a grieving process. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really tell you how I felt about it. I mean, it could, but you know, it would take an hour, yeah. so it'd be, it'd be boring. Um, we have time, but you know, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I I didn't look at it that way, and probably a lot of that has to do with how it ended. So uh, I'm sure that exists, mm-hmm. and you have to give yourself time to recover from that if that's mm-hmm. the space that you're in. And we acknowledge everybody's different. Sure. But I think there are patterns. And every relationship is different. But you're yeah. right. Same thing applies. There are still patterns that exist. Let's see what Vaughn in Kansas City is thinking about all this. Hi, Vaughn. Hello. Yeah, I was like you. I got married at 24, been more married 44 years. And I talk to a lot of people. And I say, you know, when you meet, take it slow and take at least 18 months to get to know each other before you say I do. Because if you don't, it winds up being bad. It, so a year and a half. Now, was that a year and a half from when you met, or did you know her for a long time? I knew her for a long time. I knew her, her mom told – she told her mom that she was going to marry me, and she was nine years old. <laughs> I'm three years older than okay. her. So gotcha. She was nine, and I was 12. But I didn't know it until I got older and I built my first house. And I met her at Sonic when I was over there eating dinner, and that was at age 23. Okay. And so, yeah, so, 18 months later, and now 20-some-odd years later. Well, good for you. 44 Vol- years later. Oh, 44 years later. Sorry, I thought you said you were yeah. 44. Uh, no. All right. Good job, man. No. Thank you. I'm 68, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah having that background. But anyway, I love you guys' show, and uh, glad to hear you back on the air. Hadn't heard of you last week. I appreciate and it. And the end of the month will be my last working down here in Kansas City, so I'm going to miss your show. But oh, hey. I'll get on the podcast. Yeah, do there that. You, you can always that. listen in on the app at big time. Vaughn, thanks very much. Here's what I also wonder about um, to that, like how long you should date before you get married thing. I also feel like um, when you're in your 30s and 40s, 
you just know yourself better. Your instincts are better. You know what you want more. You're less willing to settle. Whereas, you know, you just are, are more aware of that. It makes sense to me if in your 30s and 40s, you get married a little faster than when you would have in your 20s. Let me ask you a question that, that I can't answer because uh, I know what I felt, but um, mm-hmm. do you feel like there's, in your 30s and 40s, less pressure on you? To get married? Yeah. <laughs> who are we asking? My mom? No, <laughs> or who are we? I, from, um, from anywhere. I mean, because you hear people say, oh, all my friends got married in the last three or four years, and I, I don't even have any prospects. I mean, w- whether it's peer pressure, family pressure, all of that stuff, does that fall away over time? Or did you ever feel that? Um, I never really felt I didn't feel it in my 20s. I didn't really feel it in my 30s because a lot of my friends didn't get married till their 30s, and okay. so I didn't worry about it. I don't know that I feel pressure about it but i'm i'm more aware of it now than i was in my 30s because there's just fewer of us right but, but it's, it's internal though it's from you it's not from outside um a little bit a little bit is from outside okay. because people will look at someone and i think women get this more than men but people will look at a woman in your 30s and 40s and say well what's wrong with you why aren't you you must be damaged somehow if you you know if you haven't gotten to to snag a man yet i mean i get it on the text line mm-hmm. like what's wrong with you that you haven't you know you haven't gotten somebody yet people forget that sometimes we make choices i mean yeah. there were periods of my life where i purposefully didn't there were years where i didn't date because that wasn't what I needed at the time. I, I needed other things. So I think there's still this is totally not answering your question. I don't feel <laughs> pressure. Um but I think society still thinks you should be married as a woman in your in your 30s. And it's lessening, but I think that idea is still there. Okay. All right. That, and that's a fair answer. All right. Thank you. Um we can get another call on here before we take a break. Yeah, how about Tim? He's in Lawrence. Hello, Tim. Hello. I'm actually from Southwest Missouri, but uh I was twenty Four years old. My wife uh, was 19. We met on a blind date arranged by our mothers. And uh, within two months later, we're, uh, we're engaged. Uh, three months after that, we're married. We've been married uh, 39 years. Good for you. Wow. So your moms knew what they were doing? Well, they they, they took a guess. They each had a <laughs> child at home that they didn't want to be, uh, you know, living with them. <laughs> didn't want them at home, want to get them out of their own, on their own. All right, whatever works. Now, and now, what would you ascribe that successful marriage to? Uh, God. All right, okay. fair 100%. enough. Thank you. Yeah, Ted, Tim, thank you. Thanks for the call. Well put. Very succinct. 913-586-7798. We'll take a break here. Phone lines are ringing. We'll get to your calls next on KMBZ. So there's a divorce lawyer on TikTok who has had three and a half million views on these videos saying, don't get married in your 20s. You don't know yourself yet. Dumb idea. Wait till you're in your 30s to get married. I think it's interesting, and I would love to hear someone call so we can talk about this more on the air. The number of texts that we're getting, and I'm assuming these are mostly women, but go ahead and correct me, of the people that are saying they have chosen to be single or they are comfortable single, and they're not looking. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, when when I went to, I was on a road trip uh, earlier this year, as a matter of fact, and stopped over in St. Louis real quick and uh, saw some friends that I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, and one of them had since gotten divorced since I saw her last. 
And she said this, and I, I just said, so are you dating anybody? You know, you look, and she was like, no. <laughs> so I was like, okay. I mean, I wasn't asking you out, but yeah, she was like, nope, not even looking, do not want it in my life at this moment. I am fine. And, and a couple of people on the text line have said, I'm learning to be me as an adult for the first time because I'm single now and I, I have time to do that. I remember that phase. Didn't last very long for me, but I remember going through that and being, yeah, very happy sort of readjusting to just being me. And that's that's an important thing. Um, and we'll get to your calls here in a sec, but I just think society doesn't um, cheer that on. Society looks at single people and says, surely you must want to be with someone <laughs> yes surely you're lying <laughs> about the fact that you're happy sick because there's no way that you possibly could be um yeah i think it's worth some more discussion but we can get back to the phones here. definitely let's go to uh james in kansas city hi james hey what's going on appreciate you guys taking my call absolutely tell us about it well i met my uh, ex-wife in 2005 i was 20 years old and in 2008 we had a child my, my son, and uh, I kind of felt a little bit of, you know, I grew up in a two-parent home. I feel like it's really important kids have two parents in their lives, but I was like, you know, we should probably get married. It's kind of, you know, I kind of felt the pressure from that aspect, and uh, 2009, we had another kid. He actually passed away at birth, and uh, that kind of oh, wow. that kind of was pretty heavy, mm -hmm. so uh, we ended up getting married in 2010, and so the relationship was fairly good. I mean, it was it was a good marriage for the most part, I thought. But in 2000, uh, I want to say 17, 18, you know what, hit the fan. And, you know, things kind of started falling apart. It got rocky for a couple years. And still, we uh, we both tried to keep it together for our for our son. And uh, because, again, the two-parent home, but it just ended up being so bad. So two, 2020, October 2020, I filed for divorce. And... Uh, the divorce process, man, that's pretty terrible. Anybody who's ever been through it, you already know, man. It takes a while to go through it, and you're fighting, bickering about everything. And uh, so the divorce was pretty brutal. Well, during the divorce process in May of 21, I met a lady at a bar because, you know, I was lonely, you know, at a bar doing my thing. And uh, we kind of started messing around a little bit, and I kind of hopped into a relationship with her, which I definitely was not ready for at the time. But uh, I just didn't want to be alone. I really didn't. I couldn't stand it. I've been with somebody for so long, you know what I mean? And it's mm -hmm. like now all of a sudden you don't have nobody. Yeah. And it was pretty, it was pretty, it was a bad time. But anyway, uh, I learned, I learned a lot about myself in the last couple of years. And uh, that, that one relationship, we were messed around off and on for about a year, a year and a half. And uh, I've been single for, you know, about a year now at this point. And uh, I'm still, you know, I don't know if I'm ready, but uh, I know myself as uh, I'm a sucker for love and I'm not giving up on love on myself. I'm going to find <laughs> I'm going to find somebody at some point, you know, you. I'm not going to be single my life, but, uh, you know, I got a hundred percent custody of my son. You know, I got my good father. I'm, I'm going to do my thing regardless, but I would definitely recommend people, man, that the key after you go through a bad situation, you really got to take time to get to know yourself. And if you don't like being alone, you still kind of have to be alone in order to, you know, you got to love yourself before you get out there to love somebody else. And you can't project your old relationship issues onto the new lady, kind of like you were saying earlier, John. That's yeah. Oh, guilty as charged, man. Absolutely. Right. That, that's what I did, man. I kind of put everything on her. I treated her like she did all the bad stuff that my ex did, and it just wasn't fair to her. But I look back on it now, and I'm like, man, I would have done some things differently. But you can't change the past. It can only move forward, you know? You got it. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, good, good luck call, to you. What, whatever you got coming in your future, James. Thank you very much. Wise words. Yeah, I think it's possible to be both. 
I, and maybe because I put myself in this position of being comfortable alone. Not even, you don't have to be comfortable in it. You don't have to like it. You just have to be able to do it so that you don't <laughs> settle for the first person that comes along. Yeah. Because then it's not going to be, it, it's just going to be a mess at some point. You don't want to do that. But so I think it's possible to be okay alone and be hopeful about the future. I, I think you can do both. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. And, and and it's very easy to make that mistake, too. There's another guy that, that was also part of our group back in high school who we've sort of kept kind of in touch with over the years. Who is that guy? He has gone from long-term relationship to long-term relationship to long-term relationship because he cannot be by himself. He would rather be with somebody he shouldn't be with than be alone. And that's yeah. all that's going to do is make you crazy. Yeah, it'll just end in disaster. It'll yep. just waste time. Yeah, ultimately, because so. they're not there for the right reasons. <laughs> you right. Know, you're not there for the right reasons. And you are <laughs> bending yourself to be someone that you're not so that you can make that work. Yeah. And we There's all know a, how well that works. <laughs> right. It works out great, doesn't how, it? Always. How, how long can you maintain not who you are before all of a sudden? Yeah, it just all goes crazy. Right. All right. If you have further thoughts here, nine one three five eight six seven seven eight eight. still to come this hour. This kind of parking exists in one place in Kansas City that I know of. It makes me crazy. We'll talk more about this coming up here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Next story comes to us out of Watertown, New York, <laughs> where they are having to do some education about the way that parking is set up on a particular street. Yeah, um, and and I love this. I didn't. I wasn't aware until you just posted this up on our thread that we have this here um, in in a very limited area. But yeah, what they're doing in Watertown, which by the way is one of the most brutally frigid places on planet <laughs> Earth. 
Uh-huh. Oh, it's awful. It's up in the Finger Lakes. Um, and so you know, what they're doing along one particular street, I think it's Court Street, is they're doing backward slant parking. So normally if you got slant parking on the side of a street, you pull in nose first. You know, you just kind of take a, a soft right-hand turn into the parking space because it's slanted toward you. Mm-hmm. Reverse slant slanted away from you. So you drive past the parking space and then back in at an angle, which is great if people can it. figure out how to do it. <laughs> I like that you think it's great because I want to talk about this. I think in general, I am not good at backing into a parking space. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've said before, it makes me crazy the people that, like, you'll see them in grocery store parking lots or in big parking lots. It's usually people in, like, really big vehicles that feel the need to back into every parking space they park in all the time. (laughs) I don't understand that. I get that it's easier for you to pull out, but it's harder for you to get in there. Which (laughs) is why the backward slant parking is so convenient, because it's great to get out. You don't have to back out into traffic. Right. And so... For those of you who are familiar with River Market, the only place that I know of that this exists here, and I know it because I can't stand it, is the streetcar line runs on Delaware Street. Mm -hmm. This would be just west of like the city market. So Delaware Street between third and fourth or fifth. All right. And the streetcar runs along there. And so it's one way going the direction of the streetcar line. So going south. Let me see if I can describe this in a way that um, you might... John, I want to look at this on a map in case I do a really garbage job describing this. <laughs> okay. But um, so, but but exactly that happens. You drive down Delaware Street, you drive past the parking spot that you want, and then you back into it at an angle so that when you pull out, you are going south on that one-way street. I think I did it. Okay, yeah, I think that was um, yeah. I'm trying to pull up the the street view version of it so that I can see. And if you look at the layers, yeah, it'll show you, yeah. like the street view of oh, what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, right. That's exactly it. Um, okay. uh, yeah. So for right, because it's going one way south, mm-hmm. and people are all backed in on on the slant like that. And in fact, all the people that are parked in the parking spot, if you look at Google Maps right now and take a look at this, they're all parked perfectly except yeah. one guy. Um, there's always that one guy. But yeah, I. Um, I, I am not the person who has problems parallel parking. I know most people hate parallel parking. I, I, it, as soon as time. yeah, as soon as I figured it out, it was like, okay, yeah, I can do this. But this seems like parallel parking to me, but easier to accomplish. That I, I mean, my only hang-up with it is my same hang-up with parallel parking, which is uh, going back to to St. Louis because there's no place around here where where I parallel park regularly. But there's this one big, really busy street called Del Mar Avenue in St. Louis. Uh, And it's restaurants and bars and music venues and all of this, and it's always very live and buzzy. And for a while, there was a, a cable car line down it, which messed everything up. But it's parallel parking on both sides. The problem is that even if you do what you're supposed to do, which is put on your blinker before you mm-hmm. get to the spot, the idiot behind you <laughs> pulls right up to your back bumper yes. so that you can't back into the parallel parking space. That's my worry with his backward slant parking is that people will do the same thing, that you signal I'm going into that parking spot, but doofus behind you doesn't care and will ruin it for you by pulling up too far so that you can't now back in. Or if you've got a couple of cars behind you, he gets too close behind you. Now he figures <laughs> right. out what you're doing, and he can't back and, up either because the yep. guy behind him is right on his butt. Precisely. So yeah. if everybody did it right, 
This is one of those things. It's like the zipper merge. If everybody yes. did it right, it would be uh -huh. great. Yes. But nobody does, so it gets ruined. And uh, I mean, this this one little stretch of Delaware Street, like you said, I mean, it's it's in an area uh, River Market that's that's very you know alive and buzzy too. Uh, in fact, as I'm looking at this thing on uh, on Google Maps, every single parking spot is full. So yeah. clearly, there's a need for the parking there. But does it become a problem? It's only a couple of blocks long. So does it become a problem if you try to do that everywhere? And I assume the reason they do it there is because the streetcar runs there. And it's also one way. And it's also one way. But with the streetcar coming through, I assume it's just harder. You just don't have as much time yeah, you there don't want, to try to pull in and out. You don't want somebody backing into the streetcar. Right. <laughs> that seems like it would be bad. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, pulling out forward from the parking space, it just makes it so much easier to get out. And it's not, to, to my way of thinking, it's not that much more difficult to pull in. I struggle. I, I just feel pressure all the time, like somebody's waiting on me. I just don't have great depth perception, I think. This is why I struggle with parallel parking. I just don't have a good idea of what's around me. Yeah. So, well, even uh, with the camera. The, yeah, do you do you have the, the top view, like all four cameras on your car? No, no you just, just the have back. A, the one reverse camera. Yeah, that helps, but yeah, the one that they show you, it's a phony top view, but it actually looks like that when you're looking at the screen, that helps a lot. And I get nervous when we get to your call soon, My car has a really low clearance. It's really low to the ground. And once you have hit your front bumper once by pulling up too far to a curb, which I've done several times, mm -hmm. I get very nervous then about my front clearance, about getting too close on the front. I just, I get twitchy about it. I've destroyed the underneath <laughs> of the front end of my car. It feels like a cheese grater under there now from the number of things that I've hit. I just, I just hate backing into traffic, backing into yeah. traffic to me. That that's where I get gun shy is all right. I got to you know, look over my shoulder and check the mirrors and check the cameras and check everything again and make sure. And then still I'll end up getting beeped at. Um, let's go to Lee in Oak Grove and see what he's thinking about this. Hey Lee. Good afternoon y'all. Hey there. Hey, I know of two other places here in the city where they have that back end parking on eight or on McGee from 18th Street down to 20th there in the crossroads for whatever the southbound traffic you back in and park. Okay. And also on Genesee, across from the Livestock Exchange Building. So when you're going south down Genesee towards the High V Arena now, mm -hmm. on the, the east side of the road there, they have that back in parking, which that would bother me a whole lot more than what it is on McGee. But people fly down Genesee as it is. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> does it does it make it easier to get out, though, given the fact that, like you said, people fly down there? I, I, I believe it would be easier to get out, but getting in would be the difficult part. Right. So, Have you done it? Have you used one of those parking spots? Yes, I have. What do you think? I mean, how, how difficult was it for you to pull in? Uh, it wasn't bad for me, but I'll, I'll uh, carry on with this that, I'm a truck driver downtown, so okay. I'm backing about as much as I'm going forward most of the time. So I'm used to backing up. It's so. old hat for you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Lee. I'm gonna. That's. I'm gonna make a point this weekend mm -hmm. to go to some of these places and just give it a shot and and see if it's as easy as it looks to me. Yeah. Some of you were mentioning other other places where this exists. In fact, some of you are shaming me that I didn't know of them already. Sorry, I don't <laughs> I don't know every block of, of every area. What's but, wrong um, with you? <clears throat> I'm surprised you didn't know about this one on Westport Road. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time in Westport. Um, this is just that block of Delaware I know because there are several restaurants there that I like. Like there's a Betty Ray's there and Tribe. There are some restaurants there that are cool. And it's right by River Market. So you end up, yep. you just kind of end up over there a lot. 
Yeah, it makes sense. Let's so. go to, uh, you're supposed to know everything about everything, Jamie. I know. All of it. Every molecule. <laughs> Working on it. Richard in Raytown's neck. Hey, Richard. Hey, guys. We have the same thing in Raytown. It's a short one-block stretch from uh, on 63rd Street from Blue Ridge uh, Boulevard to Raytown Road. And I just drove by there, and there's probably 10 spaces, maybe 15, and half the people were parked wrong. They, they nosed in, like, from the other side of the street? They, they nosed in from the other side of the street, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a big that says reverse angle parking. They changed that about, oh, five, ten years ago. And oh. uh, it, it's and, and for the point, to your point, was people don't know to back in or if they, they're afraid of backing in and somebody ramming them when they're trying to back in yeah so wouldn't that be difficult i mean i can do it because my car's got a pretty easy little turning rate but you'd have to pull past it and then really crank your wheel well, if you're to on, get in there to go in you if, really don't. if you're on the other really side don't. of the street if you're going the other oh, way other side of the street then you pull around and okay. nose yeah nose into it oh wow yeah, they just pull, they just pull straight across and go nose in and then they have to back out into traffic which is hilarious <sighs> yeah i'll bet yeah you try and figure that one out i'm yeah, I'm, I'm even looking at the thing, especially on the one-way street that we were talking about before. You try something like that on Delaware Street, and yeah, there's no way, because then you have to back around in a circle and then figure it out and go forward. Oh, nightmare. Yeah, people, people have never figured it out. Thanks, Richard. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's funny, I'm looking at this map. You pointed out a couple people that totally did this wrong. I don't know when this picture was taken. But holy cow, there are people on Delaware Street, whenever this was taken, that have just created spaces that don't exist. <laughs> yeah. All uh-huh. over the place. Yep. So if you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798. I think it's funny, too, because on the text line, again, the backing into a parking space in general debate is happening. I just somebody said it's easier for a big vehicle to back into a parking space than pull into a parking space. Um, I, OK, I, um, our cars. Well, yeah, one of our cars is massive. The one that I'm driving today is giant. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, Okay. Yeah, I will say it's it's difficult for me if it's straight parking, like if it's parking spaces that are just, you know, parallel lines. They're all parallel lines, but you know what I mean, perpendicular yeah. to it. So, uh it, straight parking in my big car, that's a challenge. Yeah, I guess it would be easier for me to go past it and then back in. Yeah, okay, I can see that. But is it harder to pull out or back out? It must be easier than to pull to, it must be easier to back in and pull and out. Pull out forward. I guess. Yes. Okay. Both things are true. Um, it's all. You know, the the only problem is the car is so long. It's it's literally it is eighteen feet long to the mm-hmm. inch. It is eighteen feet long. So uh, in parking spaces now, they're not built for cars that are that long. They're built for cars that are about fourteen feet long or less. So no matter where I park, I'm usually sticking out the back a little bit. If you have thoughts, 913-586-7798. Still to come this hour, we have a pastor of a church that doesn't like one particular thing that people are bringing in with them for services. We'll talk about this coming up next on KMBZ. Taking your calls, 913-586-7798. It's the do you back in or pull in debate that seems to be happening now, uh, particularly with the story out of New York. Yep, and Watertown, New York's trying it where they're doing the backward slant parking. Uh, they've changed things up, and they're going to see how it works. We've got a few places here in town, according to you and according to Google Maps, that already do that. But is it something that you avoid, or is it something you think works pretty well? We'll go to Jim and KCK up next. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Uh, hey there. 21-foot-long crew cab, three-quarter ton, or my CRV, whatever. I back in everywhere. 
everywhere. It's easier to see traffic if you're pulling out of a parking spot than backing out of a parking spot. That's the safety factor. If your automobile or truck doesn't start, it's easier for you to get a jump start if you are backed into a parking spot. It's just all around easier. I don't care. Parallel parking, angle parking, straight parking. I back in everywhere. As a matter of fact, I didn't back in one time because of the sun. And I didn't want the sun beating in the cab. My wife looked at me and said, are you sick? <laughs> Is there something wrong with you? Do you need a doctor? Exactly. Do you feel safe in your home? It, that's exactly right. I mean, it's just, you just back in. It's, it's the better way. To, as a matter of fact, there's a couple of companies, and I won't mention them, that require their employees when they get to the office to back into the parking place. Oh, really? Because it's safer. It's safer, yes. Uh, with a truck. I'll, I'll mention one if you'd like. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. I mean, it's up to... Uh, J.E. Dunn Construction. Okay. Their employees, they will back in or they will not work there. And to one of our texter's points who was talking about bigger cars, if you're working at a construction place, you're probably driving a truck like yours. So uh, with the the big truck, has it ever been a problem for you to back in someplace because of the visibility? Uh, No, you just have to get comfortable in your skin and know your vehicle. Know your car. You you just have to know what you're doing. I mean, I've been doing it forever, and I, I drive a Mack truck during the day anyway, so it really doesn't matter. So, gotcha. All is, right. Yeah. Jim, All thanks. Right, yeah. Yep. You do the same, man. Thanks very much. I appreciate that that's what you do <laughs> and that you think that that's a better way to do it. Why does it annoy me so much? It just, when I am waiting on a, I think that's what it is. I think because it takes you a little bit longer to back into a, if, like if I'm behind you at the grocery store or something, it, it's going to take you longer to pull into that, to back into that space than just pull in. And I got to wait for you to do it. That's, I don't like that. That's true. Does it give you a problem to back out of a space ever, though? Do I have trouble backing out of a space? Yeah. No, not usually. Okay. Um, and that may be part of it, too. If you're more comfortable backing out and that doesn't bother you. But yeah, the other thing about the, the parking that's just straight is uh, backing into spots like that. Like if I'm in my big car and I want to back into a spot like that, well, if there's somebody right behind you, it, it becomes the same issue. You have to drive past the spot entirely to be able right. to back in. You drive past the spot entirely, the dude behind you snakes your spot. He just pulls right in. It's like, dude, I was going to park there. I didn't say there was logic to it. <laughs> yeah. I, I acknowledge maybe there's not, but it just irks me. Let's see what, uh, finally, we have uh, a woman on the line to address all of this, and we'll see if her <laughs> opinions are any different with it. Sierra's in Lenexa. Hi, Sierra. Hi, how are you? Hi, Sierra. I like that. Hey, doing well. What's on your mind? So I do agree with um, Jamie, actually. it I, I'm comfortable parallel parking, but it grinds my gears when I get stuck behind someone that feels it necessary to back into parking spots, and I don't know why. It irritates me. It puts me in a bad mood. Sometimes I think people do it for attention. <laughs> That's just the bitter <laughs> Betty in me that drives me crazy. But I will say I do agree with the, the gentleman that just called that. Um, if anything were to happen to your vehicle, sometimes it can be safer to back in. But the main reason I wanted to call is because I think that it's important for people to remember, especially with big trucks that have longer beds, that if you are backing into parking spots, especially with a sidewalk right behind you, I've seen with my own two eyes that those big trucks don't allow for people with wheelchairs or, um, you know, handicapped people to be able to go on the sidewalk behind their truck. Oh, because so the, the, the bed sticks yeah. out too far. Yes. So 
that's the only thing that um, I always, like, I wish more people kind of knew. I totally get why they would want to back in. Um, but just making sure that you're not backing in so, so far into that parking spot that people in wheelchairs can't, or kids or whoever, making sure that the, the you know, sidewalk behind you is still accessible. So Good I advice. just thought I would give my two cents on that <laughs> you got it yeah it's no well said thank you sierra uh, anything to make it easier for people who are having a rougher time yeah as a matter of fact uh <clears throat> when my son and i went to we went to a, a sporting kc game a couple of weeks back and we ended up parking out not the nebraska furniture lot but the one that's just uh i guess north of there uh okay. where you're not supposed to park but we did anyway because uh-huh. everybody else was and yeah a guy was backing his truck it was one of those big toyota you know the trd trucks and he was backing in and hit a tree. He went a oh. little too far in the the back the rear bumper. Just smacked into one of the trees that are behind the parking spots there. So, oh well. Phone lines. We have a couple of minutes here if you want to get in. Uh, not a lot of time, but phone lines are ringing here. To the people that keep asking me, well, do you let people out then when they're trying to back out? Of course I do. Because I'm also backing out. And I want them to wait for me. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. To the person who wondered, are you the jerk that doesn't let them out? No. I'm, I'm the nice person that lets <laughs> him out. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see. Let's wrap this up here with Deanna in KCK. Hey, Deanna. Hey, how's it going? Going well. Uh, well, I, I drive for a living. I deliver auto parts. I have been for years. I've worked for several companies, and they they all require you to back in everywhere you go. And one of them, because, you know, we're gps one of them, actually, if you start out in, in reverse, they know. It's, it dings on the GPS, and it tells them if you're constantly doing it, they'll write you up for it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, um, now, as far as your comfort level, is is there a parking scenario that bug, bugs you that you won't do, whether it's backing in or, or nose in or whatever? I mean, does, does no. anything give you trouble? No. No, I'm comfortable. Like that one guy said, I'm comfortable with my own skin. I don't. I've been doing it for so long, it doesn't bother me at all. Yep. I just, can park anyway I need to. Just know your car. All right. Deanna, yeah. thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Deanna. It might be a lack of patience on my part, maybe, that I'd rather be faster getting into the spot because I'm, I'm trying to get in somewhere and take longer to back out. That that might be, I'd, I'd rather get the immediate gratification pulling into a spot. Yeah. And mess around with it after when I'm leaving. Yeah, but, well, and it makes some sense there, too. I can kind of get that because if it takes a little more time when you're leaving, well, you got to drive ahead of you anyway. Right. But when you're there, you're there. You want to get there. And if it's in a grocery store park, there might not somebody be parked in front of me. I might be able to just pull through instead of having to back out, yep. which happens sometimes. All right, we'll take a break. Coming up, we will get to the story about this pastor viral for what he says you shouldn't be bringing with you into church. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.